Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you'll find us on 99.5 FM or KKLA.com. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we're bold, we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. We're going to go into the word of God, but let's, let's acknowledge him in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. Lord God, and how you have kept us throughout this day. And Lord, and the things that we've had to deal with, the things that we're dealing with. Lord God, the things that may even come. We thank you because we know that we have victory in you. Lord God, and so we pray and ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, touch those that are sick in their body, those that need healing, Lord God, and they're seeking you, Lord God. Give the doctors insight, Lord Jesus, to the condition, the Lord God, and to make the proper uh, diagnose and give the right medication. Lord, we pray that the medication that is prescribed would be used for the body. Lord God, let it do what the intended purpose is. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness. We thank you for all that you've done. We thank you, Lord, for that which you are going to do. We walk with expectations, Lord God, of what you're and when and how. Lord God, whatever it is, Lord Jesus, we walk with expectations of the prayers that have gone up before you, the, the known prayers, the unspoken requests. Lord Jesus, we just pray and ask that you would keep us, Lord God. Help us to walk on the straight and narrow. Help us, Lord God, to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you. Lord God, help us, Lord God, to meet your word. Lord, you said be holy for I'm holy. Lord, help us, Lord, to, to measure up to you. Not like anyone else. Lord God, but help us to meet your standards. Help us to meet the things that you're calling for, Lord Jesus, as we say and heard your word say, Thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We pray and ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank you for joining in with us this afternoon. And I also want to invite you to hang with us on uh, the Hang With Inside the Pages on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and TikTok as well. I want to thank you in advance for your support as as we endeavor, as we are pouring ourselves out 
as we're preaching the word, teaching the word, and now the, the written word is going forth as well. Uh, and so I want to thank you in advance for your support. Um, if you go to Amazon, you'll find uh, our book there, The Watchmen, Lions and Barbed Wire. And this is an inspirational uh, writing. It's based upon real life experience and the word of God. And so it's an easy read and it is reasonably priced for everyone. So again, we appreciate your, uh, your support and certainly you will be blessed in what you read. And, you know, based upon life experience, that means it also should generate some questions, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you might be going through, you know, um, our contact information is there so that you can reach out and, and ask questions and certainly a response that's held confidential and a response will be given according to the word of God. And, you know, we we teach and preach the word of God. And and but the most important thing that there is, is applying the word of God to our lives. How do we apply the word of God? How do we apply it in instances when we don't know what to do? I've certainly had some I don't know what to do days. As a matter of fact, I experienced uh, that even today. I don't know what to do. One thing I'm certain about, it, regardless of when I don't know what to do about other things, is that I must obey the word of God. Uh, that That's without question. It's without question. We, we must obey the word of God. When we understand, when we don't understand. When we um, feel very clear about what is being said and when it seems a little um, cloudy. You know, the songwriter said, I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. Uh, I've had some sunny days. I've had some sleepless nights. But and the word of God helps us in those situations, even if it's nothing more than hanging on, you know, tightening our grip. When you feel your grip is, is getting a little loose, the word of God will help you uh, hang on, help you be steadfast, unmovable, abounding in the word of the Lord. And any minister or saints or friends, those that have been uh, in ministry or walking on the straight and narrow for a little while will tell you that uh, that's why David said, uh, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So there come some times that you that you find yourselves in a certain place. And, you know, unexpectedly or, you know, when you find yourself there, what do you do? Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? He said, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. My confidence is in you, Lord. Uh, evil is present. Certainly, he said the shadow of death is present, you know, and it wouldn't be a shadow if it wasn't for uh, the uh, the someone or something casting the shadow. Uh, but the confidence that we put in God is what anchors us. We're in the book of Genesis. We're touching what is referred to as the, the law of particularization. Um, Moving from the general to the particular, you know, in these three areas, the universe, 
earth and man, we are touching the creation and the principal person who is the cause of all things and the designing mind of everything. And so let's turn our, our Bibles to the book of Genesis. Genesis, the sixth chapter, beginning at the eighth verse. Genesis, the sixth chapter, beginning at verse number eight. It says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah. Noah found something that others did not have. He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. It says, these are the generations of Noah. It said Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. So, so we have some insight about him that he was a just man and that he walked with God. He had three sons, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. It says the earth was also corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. The earth was filled with violence. And there's more people today than there was at that day and time. The earth was filled with violence then. And you certainly see the violence that is occurring in different places today. I don't have to begin naming anything because you see it already. You see it through social media, you see it through uh, network, cable, uh, television, you hear it on the radio. The earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt. Corruption everywhere. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth, men, women, individuals, even children, let's, it's, they're not exempt, children are not exempt, they, they, they learn things and they learn from others. It was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them and behold I will destroy them with the earth he tells them make the uh, ark of gopher wood room shall thou make in the ark and shall pitch it within and without with pitch and this is the fashion which thou shall make it the length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make at the ark, and in the cubit shalt thou finish it above, and the door of the ark shalt thou set 
in the side thereof with lower second and third story shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of. For under, from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to them, uh, two of them to keep alive with thee and thou shalt, and it's gonna be male and female. Interesting, male and female. It's what you're going to get. You're not going to get two females and no males, and you're not going to get two males and no female. I think there's a message in that by itself. Of files after their kind and of cattle after their kind, of every creepy thing of the earth after his kind, two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. They're going to come on their own. And thou shalt take unto thee of flood food that is eaten and thou shalt gather it to thee and it shall be food for thee and for them thus did noah according to all that god commanded him so did he there was corruption there was violence and grace Violence, as we all know, is the killing, destroying, and physical harm to, to oneself and to another. Corruption represents that state of degeneration, dishonesty, illegal behavior, prejudice, bias, you know, stuff that we have. Uh, if you're in the Los Angeles area, then certainly you've been hearing about corruption You've been hearing and listening to the news about the degeneration, but it's not limited to Los Angeles. It's just the most recent thing that have uh, come up. You know, whatever's in a person is eventually going to come out. It don't matter how you try to suppress a bad attitude. Eventually, it's going to seep out. and One day, it's going to erupt. It don't matter if you think you're uh, how, how you dress you know, I used to hear um, uh, elders and them say, you know, and say that, you know, no matter how you dress a pig up, you can give it a bath, you can put a pretty ribbon on it. It's going to roll in the mud. Uh, you, you're not going to change its character. And so there are things that are within us that the only way it can be changed is by the word of God. This is why the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It also tells us that uh, be renewed by the transforming of your mind. You know, there's a, a movement on right now. Um, a billion dollars is being spent on advertisements saying he gets us talking about Jesus Christ 
and it's, it's to encourage people to be more like Christ. If you don't love, love is at the core of everything. You won't be like Christ uh, because the Bible says, you know, people say, I love God. I'm, 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 I'm a Christian, whatever term that they want to use to identify themselves as believing in God. But the Bible tells us that you can't love God and not love the person next to you. You have to love the person next to you. And even though you might speak with other tongues, you might have the gift of prophecy, you might have knowledge, you might have wisdom, you might have the operation of multiple gifts occurring in your life or a single gift, and you might be uh, to some mighty, but the Bible said the greatest of all this is charity, love. So love, love is what gives us an attribute of Christ. And no matter how we might act, if we don't be holy as he is holy, we won't even see him. You, you need to understand that. Others need to understand that. But it's a beginning and it's a start that if, the, uh, that if we present the word the right way, you must, it has to be presented a right way. I said it's only partial. It's only a partial truth. And the partial truth is not going to help anyone because that means we're falling short. We're stopping someplace. Well, the Bible says, and I'm going to go on. The Bible says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. But you should be asking yourself about Noah, because it said Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. What did Noah do differently than in his day and time compared to what is being done today? What did Noah do in other words, you need to examine yourself because it said Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, in many assemblies, when they talk about finding grace and finding favor, uh, they're, they're really talking about, some of them are talking about materialism. Oh, I found favor with God. I was able to buy a car. Uh, I found favor with God. I was able to get the job. I found favor with God. I was able to, uh, to buy a home. You did study to get the job. You did save up some money to get the car or the home. A matter of fact, there are people that don't believe in God that have those things. So what makes, uh, Paul said it like this, why hope for the things that your eyes see? In other words, there is already a way to obtain those things. There was rich people when Jesus was here. There was people that was well off. They were they were already they were fine. So um, some of them had college degrees, as, as we would um, look at them. What did Noah do differently that he found grace in the eyes of the Lord? Now destruction is pending. Whatever he did pleased the Lord. The Bible said that Noah was a righteous man. He was just, righteous, fair. 
not taking advantage of others, not walking with prejudice in his heart, treating people incorrectly. But he was just, he was righteous. And he, and so he didn't practice those things that others were practicing. They would have been considered unfair. I believe Noah practiced things such as simplicity. I think we make things or overcomplicate our walk in Christ too often. I believe he practiced simplicity, kept things plain. You know, if you don't have, if you don't, if you don't have nothing to say, and someone's trying to force you to give an answer or to do something, simplicity says, look, I don't have an answer for you. You have to wait. It doesn't matter how much they want to force you into answering. No, no, no. I simply do not have an answer at this time. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to exhort. I'm not going to extort the truth. I'm, I'm not just keeping things simple. Keep things plain. Keep things easy to understand in our relationship with God. Whatever happened to keeping things simple and keeping things easy to understand? The Bible tell us in Isaiah 35 and 8, it says, and a highway shall be there and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. Now, the unclean meaning those that willfully do not want to live a, uh, a, a sanctified life, separate, separate unto the Lord. They're not going to pass over this, this highway. But it shall be for those, the, way, the, the wayfaring man, those that are fair, practicing fairness. And it says, though fools shall not err therein. In other words, there it is simple. Salvation is simple. It is not complex. I don't know how it became so complex. But Jesus told, the, told them that was with him. He said, follow me. When he saw them, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And he taught them what it meant to live, what God's intentions were of the word. The Bible speaks about how he administered the word and they were they were astonished at his doctrine compared to that of the scribes and the Pharisees. He didn't teach like them. And it was illustrated with power. Power accompanied the word of God. Noah had three sons. Sham, Ham, and Japheth. Sham name mean renowned. It mean that his name, you know, uh, and Ham meant burnt or black or, or hot. Um, Japheth uh, may be extended to the name of beautiful. And so their, their name had meaning. And so the, many of our names have meaning. And some of our names are just we're put together. We're not. We're not going. We're not going to talk about that. You know, because I, I don't want to offend anyone. I, I can talk about some family names that uh, the parents, my my sister and brother, and them, where they thought the names were elegant. 
We're going to name them this. You know, we're going to take two names and put them together. But listen, names mean something. And names have something to do with individual character. So be careful what you name a child or what you name your pet mouse. When you see them acting up a certain way, <laughs> that name, certain subnames carry a spirit with them. And so you, you have to be careful. You have to be careful. And I know, I know we don't, uh, we talk about simplicity here. And, and so uh, there are some things that are very simple, such as the spirit realm that we do not pay attention to. The spirit realm. We're not just here on earth by ourselves. There are spirits all around us. The Bible said in the beginning, God created the heavens. Uh, that's, that's plural. That's not singular. And so there are, there is atmospheres. There are different things occurring all around us. There are things that are happening in our presence and without the sensitivity. And I'm not, as I said, Sunday, I'm not talking about uh, mystical, spooky, hocus pocus and all of that stuff. I'm just dealing with the reality that, that just like the wind blows and you feel it, you know, something is present. Uh, for those that say, well, no, there's, there's not a presence of a spirit realm around us, but you believe that there was a coronavirus and you couldn't see it. You, you felt the impact of it some. You saw the impact of what they said was a coronavirus, but you didn't see it with your eyes, but you believed it was there and you acted accordingly. Why is it we don't act that way with God? He's present. Angelic beings are present. His power is present and active all around us. There's a host of witnesses around us. Even when you feel good, when you feel encouraged, when you feel discouraged, when, when things are happening and that you don't understand, there is still a body, there is still a hedge round about you as the child of God. The earth also was corrupt before God and the earth is filled with violence. This is what God is saying. And God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted it. The earth did not become corrupt of itself. It was the presence and the actions of those that were there, just as it is the same today. It is the presence and the actions of each individual that is carrying on in a corrupt way. And God sees that. He sees it. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me. Now, if the earth in its small, minimal population at that time had an impact on the Lord, how much more is the impact that of the violence and corruption that is carrying on or being carried out today. How much of an impact is that having? Uh, it's, oh yes, each of us have an impact. 
each of us play a part in influencing what is going to happen next. Here's an influence for you. You may have heard this. Uh, I believe it is Second Chronicles, First Chronicles 7 and 14. One, you can correct me if I'm incorrect. But it said, if, if my people, so we're talking about a particular group of people, my people. And who are we talking about? My people. Are you in that group? My people. If my people, which are called by my name, so that group of people has his name. The whole family in heaven and earth is named after him. If my people, which are called by my name, would do something, there's something that they need to do. If they would humble themselves, are you being humble? If they would humble themselves. And then he says, seek my face. So am I humble? Am I seeking God's face? Now, this is, I'm talking about when you're by yourself. I'm not talking about when you're in the assembly. I'm talking about when you're by yourself. Are you seeking his face then? They, they, they tell me, I heard someone say that integrity is something that it, it's, it's what we do. We have integrity when there's no one else around us. When we're by ourselves, that's when integrity really shows up. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves, seek my face and pray and pray and turn, says turn, stop what you're doing, turn from their wicked behavior, their wicked ways, wicked behavior, evil actions, violence, corruption, Oh, but but we're in the church. We're not, there's no violence or corruption in the church. There should not be. From the leadership all the way to the to the door, there should not be. Should there be violence or corruption in the community? Well, he's not talking to the community. He's talking to my people. If my people which are called by my name, would humble themselves, pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. So the impact, we have an impact on God, which determines if he is listening to us. He's certainly watching us because he said his eyes go to and fro through the earth, beholding the good evil. So he's he's watching everything. But but us as a people, we can have an impact on him. What kind of impact do you have on him at this moment? You know, I used to tell the the tell uh, tell others, and I still say it is that if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna impress anybody, impress God. If you're gonna impress anyone. And press God. If you are going to impress anyone, impress God. And God looked upon the earth, behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted it. 
And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me for the earth is filled with violence. Through them, behold, I'm gonna destroy the earth. Why corruption? Why violence? This included prejudice, outward display of harm to others, witness on social media, cable network, radio, etc. And the list goes on. Corruption and violence suppressed for only so long. And then it erupts like a volcano spewing ash everywhere. This country and the world is divided um, or will be divided until it is not. In other words, uh, I, we, I was having a discussion with, with, an, with an evangelist today and I made the statement about how Martin Luther King, you know, we learned about it in school. We learned about it. We hear about it. Martin, uh, I have a dream, you know, and he talks about uh, men being judged by the, by the character, not the color of their skin and how we will all get along. He, it, it was a dream. It was a dream. I appreciate the dream. It was a dream. It was about hope. However, the word of God speaks of violence and corruption growing. But it also said where there is more sin, grace will be there. So no matter where you look, there's going to, no matter what you see is violent and corruption is going to, there is going to be some grace. Now, where you are found at or where you want to be found is in grace. Noah found grace with God. You want to find grace with him. This country and the world will be is going to be divided. There's going to be prejudice and there's going to be bias until it is not. In other words, it will exist until Christ comes and removes the saints from it, which then that world will go through a purification process. Matthews 24 10 to 12 says, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another and false and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many is going to wax cold. And this is one of the signs of the time that tells you don't get comfortable here. Don't get comfortable. You know, the earth is going to last forever. Don't get comfortable. No, the earth, the earth will. The meek shall inherit the earth, but it's going to go through a process of purification. We're going through a process right now. And we're going through a process of dealing with sin. Some man's sins go before them. And so we're dealing with a process where we're get dealing with sin right now. So it goes before us instead of it coming up after us. Because if sin comes up after us, you don't have a chance to be saved. Acts. 2, 40 through 42 says, and with many other words did he testify and exhort saying, save yourself from this untorn generation. That's what I'm doing this evening. I'm, I'm exhorting the word of God and, and with different, different um, idioms telling you to save yourself from this present world. Mark and it says, them that believe gladly, those are them that, that gladly receive the word, were baptized. And someone said baptism is not necessary. It's for an outward um, demonstration that you have received Christ. It's for celebration 
the Bible says uh, baptism is for remission of sin. And you'll find that in, in Mark 1 and 4. You also find that in Acts 2.38. That's very specific. It did not say baptism was for a celebration. It says for remission of sin. And someone's going to miss out because they feel that, that well, all I have to do is believe in God. Well, God, God gave us his word. He gave us his word. And if you, if you miss out on anything, don't miss his word. Because he said heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is not going to fail. And the same day there was added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Or excuse me, yeah, the apostles' doctrine. Now, if, when you hear the term apostolic, apostolic means apostles' doctrine or apostles' teaching. And fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. Now, Luke, Luke. Uh, 24, 45, and 47 said, then he opened their understanding. Now, get that, underline it, highlight it, mark it, remember it. Uh, he then opened he their understanding. Now, they had been with Jesus. Jesus, they've been following Jesus and been teaching with them, giving them parables, opening, helping them understand what he was talking about. And here we are um, before his, his, uh, his ascension, uh, Luke um, spends time gathering information as a witness to uh, provide insurance to Theophilus. And and, um, and you'll find that uh, the book of Luke and the book of Acts are um, uh, one epistle one and two. It's a continuation. OK, book of Acts, is a continuation of Luke one. He said, then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. He opened their understanding. He, he blessed them. And said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, that repentance, repentance, and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. That's why we preach in Jesus' name. That's why we, in remission of sin, remember baptism is for remission of sin, that's why we baptize in Jesus' name. They had a clear understanding that when he said, go and, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, that's not a contradiction to what we're reading here. They understood that it meant in the name of Jesus. There's no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved. You'll find that in Acts as well. Verse 14, Genesis, make thee an ark of gopher wood sixth chapter verse 14 you'll make an ark of gopher wood now gopher wood from what i was reading they call it cedar they have other names for it so in other words they're they're not sure how to identify what gopher wood is i'm just gonna put it like that make thee an ark of gopher wood room shall thou make in the ark and shall pitch it within and without pitch and this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be three cubits, 300 cubits, breadth of it, 50 cubits, and the height of it, 30 cubits. The window shall thou make to the ark, and in the cubit shalt thou find, finish it above, and the door of the ark shall thou set in the side thereof. The lower, second, and third story shalt thou make it. And behold, 
I, even I, do bring a flood of, of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath thereof from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. Now, a massive judgment is about to occur. I will destroy them with the earth. I'm going to I'm going to do something here and everything that has breath. In other words, everything that is dependent upon oxygen is going to die. Now, many chose not to know or choose not to know what they're being saved from. You, you tell someone, don't you want to be saved? Well, I'm already saved. What are you saved from? They don't even want to get into that conversation. The same thing in Noah's day. Noah is, is now been in, instructed to build this ark so that souls will be saved. And there were those that did not want to believe, man, you crazy. And whatever other words that they may have used to let him know that, that we, we, we're not hearing what you're saying. We don't want to hear what you're saying. Things are continuing on as they did as normal. You know, uh, Peter talks about that because uh, some uh, taunted and teased and said, well, well, where is this promise of the Lord coming? He's not coming. And, and so they, they things continue on as they did before. Well, people feel that way even today, that things are just continuing on, you know, every day well, tomorrow I'm going to get up. Well, what about if tomorrow does not come for you as an individual? I don't lay down at night thinking that tomorrow is promised. That's not even, I'm not assuming that. No, I'm not assuming that at all. Because God is the only one that knows the day and the time. And you might have an unction that you're about to leave here. I believe that is possible and that happens. However, it is foolish of any of us to make that assumption that I have tomorrow, that I have next week. This massive judgment is about to occur. And some just, chose, well, many, besides those that we're, we'll talk about later, decided that I'm not hearing that. Some people think ignorance is an excuse. Well, if I just, if I don't, if I ignore it, and I, I can stand and tell God, well, I didn't know about it, and that's, that's not going to work. Uh, it's not an excuse when you violate the policy on the job. You can say, I didn't know, and and you'll still get a pink slip or you commit a traffic violation. And you can say, well, I didn't see it or I didn't know what those double lines meant. And you still get a ticket. Now, for you to survive this destruct, this, this destruction that is going to occur, Noah, in order for you to survive this, you must do something. Noah had to process not just any information, but divine. This is a divine will of God that's about to occur. So the information was of a divine nature and he had to process it. Well, you do too. You must also process this information. The building of the ark took some processing. Noah had to ingest the instructions. He had to process the information. And what he had to do was was really, he is taking a moment here. And when I say take a moment, I don't mean days, weeks, and months. I mean, he had to really process this information like now. He had to believe it, in other words. 
just like we do. Now, recall, the Bible said he was a just man. It said that he walked with God. So there was already a relationship being nurtured when he received this. It wasn't just a dream that he had and woke up and said, I have a dream of an ark. And no, he had been walking with God, so he knew God's voice. He knew God's thinking as he, as God revealed thought to him. 120 years of planning, measuring, precision, cutting, nailing, and sealing until it was ready. This was unheard of. Man, you're talking about building an ark, a giant boat, unheard of. In the process of, of telling people that the day is coming, judgment is coming, you're going to be misunderstood. You're going to be laughed at, teased, talked about, even rejected by family and friends because they're not trying to hear that. Don't want to hear that. And think about Noah's disposition. Think about his character and what he had to do. From the time he learned of the pending danger, he had to maintain integrity, get the will of God done, build this ark, follow all of the instructions that God was sending to him, that God had given him. Noah understood the unwritten word of God. We have the written word. He did not have the written word. Genesis 17 and 1. And when, Abra when Abraham was 90 years old, was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I'm the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Perfect. Noah had to do this based upon what God was saying. Noah had to walk perfectly before the Lord. He was just and he was perfect in a generation. Read the scripture. Romans 12 and 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, talking to you, that you present your bodies, living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. I don't want to do that. Then you're taking away my fun. I don't want to do that. I, I want to get a little tilt, a little tilt. Like, I don't want to. That sounds boring. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. There is nothing boring about God. There are some traditions. There are some things that has been handed down uh, because of people not reading or understanding some things that that prohibited. And there are some things that they didn't understand. But for our sake, they wanted to make sure that we didn't cross the line and 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 wind up on a slippery slope that some got on a slippery slope but he says uh present your bodies live in sacrifice holy acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service just like we expect a sanctuary i expect when i walk into the sanctuary for it to be a certain order cleansed and, and sanctified uh, reserved 
for the purpose of God, not not for the purpose of cows and and goats and and sheep and 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 camels and stuff to be in here for the purpose of God. For the purpose of God, not dogs, cats, rats and roaches for the purpose of God. And so uh, we should also feel the same about the body that we're in, because we're all going to stand before God and give an account for what is done. Now, listen, the word of God says for what is done within the body that identifies your trichotomy. Mm -hmm. Body, soul, spirit. What's done in this body, this body, this outer layer is a reaction of what the spirit, uh, this, the spirit man, which is housed within the soul. And God said, all souls is mine and the soul that sin is shall die. But then that only means that the soul that does not sin is going to live. Hallelujah. He said, if you keep my statues in, in Ezekiel, he said, if those that, that keep my statues shall live in them. And that's what the goal is. Live in God's word, live in his statue. When I say live in his word, I'm not talking about quoting it. I'm not talking about knowing where to find the scripture that I'm talking about the simplicity of just applying the word of God to our lives. What is right in the eyes of God and what is wrong? I'm going to do what is right, period, in the eyes of God. That's what each one of us should be saying. Whatever God sees is right. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to deviate from that. That's how we present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God. It starts with the remission of sin, starts with repentance. That's what Peter said, repent therefore and be baptized everyone in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. It starts with that repentance, change of heart, with the washing away, the newness, and we, through baptism is how we put him on and it's through the Holy Ghost that he puts us on. Noah did what he had to do. He continued to nurture a relationship that no one else can understand. We, we talked about others might not, won't get it, but you do. That's the most important thing. Others don't have to get it as long as you do. They'll get it eventually if they want it. But the most important thing is that you get it because that is what is going to make the difference. Noah did what he had to do. He continued to nurture a relationship that no one could or no one else could understand unless they were nurturing the same relationship. And from the reading of the word, they were not. Are you nurturing that relationship? I believe you are. That's why you're tuned in. And that's why you're going to share this with someone else, because you are nurturing and in your relationship with God and you are encouraging others to nurture a relationship with the Lord as well. Hebrews 10, 25, 27 says, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. That's why we assemble together, those that are locally, those that are within, uh, because there is something about the nurturing of the relationship um, that carries on. Listen, and my, 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 my nurse is on, on, is listening in and, and, and can confirm this, that if the blood does not come together, you'll never get a scab. And if you don't have the clotting of the blood, you will bleed out. And if you bleed out, you will die. But when you come together, there is a, 
a healing process that takes place by the uh, collaborative, uh, I don't want to mess that word up, but by the clogging and the scabbing, the coming together where the blood meets, you need to meet. Not forsaking the assembly of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as ye see the day approaching. Noah could look out and, and knew that it, with each passing day, it was getting closer. For if we sin willfully after that, we have received the knowledge of the truth. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful looking for the judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. The 18 verse says, but with thee I will establish my covenant. Thank you. And so we want to, he said to establish covenant and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy, thy sons wives with thee. You're going to bring the family into the into the ark of safety. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort thou shalt bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. Thou shalt be is going to be male and female. There would be no reproduction if there was not male and a female. If he brought two males, they wouldn't work. If he brought two females, that, that's not going to work. Uh, that's not what God instructed. We have to follow his instructions of uh, the files uh, after their kind of the cattle, after kind of creepy things also of the earth after his kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee. So the animals, those creepy things and all of those things had been instructed. He said they shall come unto thee. So they came to Noah when it was time so that they could be kept alive. And he told them to gather the food, the resources. Noah did all that God commanded him to do. The question is, are you? Are you doing all that the Lord is telling you to do, what God inspires you to do? It don't have to be nothing what, what you might look at and think, well, it's not big as what someone else is doing. Look, whatever God asks you to do is big to him. It's big to him. It's big. It's big. And, and so... You never know when that little thing blows up and all of a sudden everyone is doing it. Everyone's doing it. He didn't ask you to build an ark. That's already been taken care of. Proverbs 18 and 10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and are safe. So right now our job is to tell others to get into the name of Jesus and be safe. John 14 and 6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way. Why are you going to call on Jesus? Because he's the way, uh, the truth, and the life. Why? He's the way, the truth, and the life. Why? He's the way, the truth, and the life. You can't be saved no other way. The Bible said, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So those that, that believe uh, and, and feel that, um, feel that, hey, I can make it to the Lord by believing in in different philosophies. And, you know, if I live a good life, no, we, you have to do it the way God says for it to be done. And so many have left this planet Earth as we know it. 
They thought about tomorrow, but tomorrow didn't come for them. They left unprepared with their own perception of salvation without Jesus Christ. Now Noah, this was, Noah knew this was uh, big. So this is gonna be really big. Just like the conditions of 2022, and if the Lord Terry going into 23, it's big, it's the same and it's growing. Matthews 24, 37 through 39 says, but as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, everybody's eating, drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Everybody's trying to do their best to look good. As I mentioned, uh, I'm just trying to wrap my head around why 30 year old need Botox. Why do you need to remove wrinkles and different things? Why are you trying to look, trying to fix up so much cosmetic, the, ex the exterior? What about the interior? They didn't know until Noah entered the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. Bless your Lord. Certainly, we thank God for his word and, and exhortation this evening. Now, uh, Brother Tommy, stop writing for a moment and, and listen to what I have to say. You ask a question. Why is God allowing suffering and corruption and common violence to take place? We live in what is called the sixth day. Now sin, and you've heard the word sin before. You've also heard of Lucifer or Satan or the devil. This is real, this is real. And God is not going to force that you have to really get this. Salvation is a willing thing. You have to give yourself as an individual unto the Lord, or you can choose not to. It is a, it's not something God's going to force anyone to do. It's by choice. Now, if you look back and you've been listening, then you know from the start, the Garden of Eden, that Adam had a choice and he chose to disobey God. And when he chose to do that, it ushered sin into the world. And since him and Eve, husband and wife, uh, as they began having children, then that DNA, that, that followed them. Just like in our day and time, our children, if you have children, I have children, adult children, and I, and I see different things that growing up that I recalled as a child that I did. It's within their genes. It's a responsibility of each individual to control themselves. God's not going to force it. And so there are some, many, I'll you just say many, 
that choose not to follow the word of God. They choose not to love. They say they love you, but the color of your skin say that I don't love you as much as I love someone that is of this color. I don't love someone that is that has a different uh, vocal dialect. It's not the same. There's prejudice. There's bias. That is a willful behavior. Now, the day comes that we all stand before God and we give an account for that behavior. So, yes, we're going to give an account until that day come, then that individual or those individuals or this day of man that we live in, which is the sixth day, we can, we can even, I'll just refer to it as the sixth hour. Man does what he want to do because he has a will to do that. Our responsibility or your responsibility is to yield yourself unto the Lord. Have you done that? Are you leading others to Christ and doing the same thing by being an example? Not beating nobody up with like your hammer, not hammering them with the word, but living an example that they can follow that says, man, you know, I want what you have. That's what it comes down to. You're not going to control the president. You're not going to control the dignitaries. You're not going to control the, the, the CEO or anyone else in position because they are influences. And each person has to deal with the influence. Who is going to influence me? I'm willing to allow God to influence me. I'm willing to be influenced by his word. The question is, are you willing to do the same? We'll stop with that. I think that's enough. But I'm going to ask you that, you know, the best thing for you to do is find yourself a church home. Don't blow up the, the broadcast with um, with a bunch of messages. But find a church home to go to. A church of truth and power near you and be faithful and learning about Christ. All right. Bless your Lord Jesus. Thank you again for, for your listening, for joining in to Inside the Pages. And again, join us on our social media platform. God bless you. We're going to end this with, with prayer. And let's continue to hold one another up in prayer. And uh, until then, the Lord say the same. We'll be back on Sunday. If he don't say the same, God bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bless each one under the sound of my voice. Lord God, those that have are listening at this moment, those that will be tuning in later, Lord God, we just honor you, Lord God, for your kindness. Thank you, Lord God, for your saving grace. Lord Jesus, for opening our understanding. Lord God, and blessing us to know what is needed for our survival. Lord God, as you are preparing. Lord God, even for, as you told Noah, that you would not suffer the earth to be washed and flooded with water, but you made a promise. 
Lord God, and we look for the promise of your word. Lord Jesus, help us as we are expanding ministry. Lord God, as we are pouring ourselves out. Lord God, as we are working in the, in the season of being instant. When we're working in the season of, of being uh, not instant. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. And we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord, continue to bless your people, Lord God. You know the, the areas where they need strength and encouragement, Lord God. You know those that are sick in their body. Lord God, those that are in, in, in captivity someplace and they cannot be available, Lord God, because of the conditions, Lord Jesus. Those that are at work, that are taking time to listen, Lord God. And Lord Jesus, we just want to bless your name, Savior, and ask that you just, Lord God, continue to lead us and guide us. Lord God, and presenting your word, presenting truth, Lord God, and presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you. Lord God, we thank you and we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. Pray for one another. God bless you, Tommy.